everybody and their neighbor. This is Jet Stone, and you are visiting with us at Gear and Gigs. So glad you could stop by. Once again, I have my cohort in crime. All around, good guy. You know, he, he owes me like five bucks for saying that every time, and he, I don't think he's paid up yet. And recording artist in Dorsey retail guitar store guru, and um, I don't know, 510? Some days. Some days, 510. Trey Hawkins. Trey, welcome. Thank you. Back as always. Uh, today we're going to start off with uh, something a little different. And by that I mean a different brand of wine. Uh, we're going to go with a little Pinot <laughs> Noir. <laughs> Boy, you know, you got to be so careful. Just a little Pinot. Just a little, <laughs> a little. That's never gotten anyone in trouble before. No, it's uh, it's from Santa Barbara. This is a you know kind of like a tribute. A little Pinot from Santa Barbara. That's... Wasn't that a Beach Boys song? I think that was. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a Mayomi. Sure. M e i o m i, e i e i o. It's a it's a Mayomi Pinot Noir from California. Because today we are kind of uh, celebrating a little bit of California, aren't we? Yeah. Get the uh, let's get the show started here. Give you a quick review on that, just a moment. Sure. It's it's pretty good. Ah. Okay. So today we are doing a NAM debriefing. So take your damn pants off, man. Okay, good. All right. So didn't, didn't we just read something on the uh, Spotify restrictions about not, <laughs> not being risque and obscene, a, a, obscene and of some kind? Pornographic. Well, yeah. My pants for the audience's safety do, will remain on. Sure they will. Yeah, he he thought instead of Nam it said man debriefing, and so he thought hey, but no Nam debriefing, me I went. Yep, he went. <laughs> That's bitterness you hear in his voice over jealousy there. Jealousy He definitely went. Little jealousy and bitterness over there in the corner of Trey. I'm sorry, dude. You know I would love for you to have been there. It's fine. Jealousy is is an ugly emotion. Yeah. That I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well done. It was a it was a fun time. It was a it was a a good show. It was well attended. I'll tell you, Thursday and Friday, pretty packed for a Thursday and Friday. I mean, yeah, that's you know, what I heard. Saturday was lighter than Thursday, I would guess. Like everybody decided, you know, this year I'm going to go Thursday. <laughs> it's always light on Thursday. <laughs> and everybody, right? Just swarms on Thursday. I'll tell you what they could do without there though is a little bit more parking. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, yeah. I mean, I was Anaheim and the rest of California. Well, California, it's like there's cars everywhere. There's right. roads everywhere, but no place to put them. Nope. Unless you want to like go to a restaurant, in which case they're you, everywhere. They're yeah. Everywhere. I, uh, $20 the first day. That wasn't so bad. $50 the second day, $70 the third day. It's the same <laughs> spot. I'm like, well, <laughs> it doesn't feel any better than today, but I guess it's the fact that you still got to be there. Well, what that is is capitalism. It's just pure capitalism. That's I mean, like, yeah. That's supply and demand. It is. Right there. It's like an economics course. Man, I love it. Yeah. I didn't love it because I paid. I mean, yeah. Those are the <laughs> those are the little ways in which we pay for things. But uh But you know, I got a great parking spot. That being yeah, said, I right. got a great parking spot. I didn't have far to walk until I got in the show, in which case I walked, uh, according to my phone, about sixteen thousand steps a day. Oh wow. Yeah. So I was chugging. Yeah. I was chugging up, down, elevators, escalators, anything I could do to see everything for you guys. Right. You know, and uh, Trey will attest that I was uh, texting uh, and emailing all sorts of updates and pictures and, and stuff as I went along, including information on all of the interviews that I got that you guys are going to have the, uh, the pleasure of listening to. Some pretty interesting stuff directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Right. Um, I've got a stack of stuff here that I brought back um, in no particular order. Uh, so I'm going to just kind of go through it here. Uh, things I, I brought back to talk with you guys and uh, to show Trey, which he will then describe to you in, a, in, in graphic terms. Sure. Keeping those Spotify rules in mind, of course. All right, so the first thing, uh, and by the way, there'll be big things, there'll be little things. You know, it's going to be a little bit of everything. And once again, I don't want to go in a particular order unless you'd like me to. I don't plan to no. go in a particular order. I just kind of want to just, because the show, I, you can't do it in a particular order. Right. <laughs> it's more like wander around and the next shiny thing, you go, ooh, what's this? I was there every day 
except for Sunday, except for the last day, which is a short day anyway. Right. I tried to see everything, and I literally didn't even just walk past everything. There was so much to see. I still couldn't do it. And, you know, they could have had for three more days, and I still wouldn't have gotten everything I'd like. So it's a little hodgepodge, but I think what I got is interesting. Right. And some of the updates on some of the other podcasts we've been talking, uh, you know, topics we've been talking about, um, I think will tie in. So let's get started with something that uh, you've never seen before. I was about to say, none of these are, are things that I've seen before. We haven't talked about these oh, or oh, that's anything. that's true. It's true. He just walked in. Uh, he's fresh, and he knows nothing. You're other gonna, than you're little pictures my, and things uh, I've sent him during the show. specific reactions on how dumb some of these things hey, are. Hey, now, some of this stuff's going to be great. <laughs> now, what he's looking at is called the pistol pick. And I, Go ahead and describe and, that. And I'm assuming that it's called the pistol pick. I'm going to get this out of the package. Yeah, there's it's three of them. Because the it, it is uh, um, shaped somewhat like a pistol grip if a child drew the pistol grip. Uh, but it but it kind of fits into your hand. And well, I, almost I, like to like 60% of a boomerang. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and it fits into your hand, and it's kind of pliable. Uh, so I'm assuming that it's just so you can hold on to it in the proper fashion well, or the, technique. The, the inventor showed it to me, and uh, he said one of the things to keep in mind is this it's a flange about, uh, what do you say, two or three inches long? Three inches long, I guess, with an L coming off the top of a... Um, Looks like an acorn. Superman emblem-shaped pick. And uh, what you're supposed to do is uh, hold out your, your hand like a, like a fist but with an open hole in the bottom, and then you stick it in from the top so it sticks out like that, mm-hmm. and then you pinch it like that, and then... That's what you're supposed to do. But he said to bend it, so you actually bend this this flange to make it tens- tensional, <laughs> to put tension on it, mm. and and then you can just kind of like push it down and it stays. It's ah. a weird, it's a weird thing, but it gives it a real different, stable sort of feel in your hand, and you don't have to pinch the 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 pick so much as push it down and hold it. Yeah. You know, it's and I, I realize, folks, this is probably a hard thing to describe. Well, it's 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 the ergonomics of if you're doing something like super fast tremolo picking or, or something like that. Man- mandolin picking. You're you're literally exerting half as much stress on those muscles, and you're you're only using actively half the muscles. Like I, I can feel it when I pinch, my whole forearm tenses up, and I'm gripping and I'm moving. But when it's just this, it's literally just half the muscles in my forearm. It's not the I underneath. Feel so it's much the top lighter. One. Yeah. So, so how about that? He likes it, folks. That is. Cool. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's. So I've, that's I've got neat. different. Uh, I've got different gauges here. You can uh, you can check out the different gauges here. I don't know which which ones I got, but I grabbed two or three that he handed me. And that's interesting because so, even the the thick ones are, are just as just as pliable. Yeah, the the material he said it was made to be pliable. Uh, Pistol Picks is the name of the company. If you want to take a look at that, folks, uh, they were very nice uh, to give us the samples to, to try out and tell you about. And once again, it's sort of like a regular acrylic pick, uh, shaped somewhat diamond shaped, and out of the top of it is a a popsicle stick of plastic that comes out about an inch and then takes a forty five degree turn and goes out about another two inches. And it sounds odd, and it looks odd, but it kind of works. I'm anxious to try it with, I didn't get a chance to try it with, you know, an actual guitar where I'm playing it. Would you like to actually give it a plunk and, and see what you think real quick? You got a guitar right yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's just give it, let's give the folks an actual fair shot there. Grab something. Why don't you grab that Gretsch you were playing with? At least it's got some volume to it if we're not going to actually plug it in. Although we could plug it in. Would you like to plug it in? You certainly can. We never do that, but you know, we don't ever do that. I know, that. it's very interesting. Yeah. I don't have a mic set up on the cabinet here. So. All right, so here. Right, he's just going to uh, play the guitar in the chair with the big metal arms, he says warningly. <laughs> How's it feel? I can I can tell that it's it would take some getting used to. But once you do, I'm sure that Is it the upstroke that's weird? Because you're pushing yeah. down, it's the yeah, upstroke that feels weird. Because you have to trust it's going to stay there. Try it for a lead thing. Oof. <laughs> it feels awkward, doesn't it? Better for chords. 
Although that might be the gauge you're using too. All right, well, we like the philosophy. Might take some getting used to. Not a particularly expensive thing if you want to experiment or have a collection of picks and want to add to it. Or uh, have a studio and want to offer your, your guests something uniquely different or inspirational. Pistol picks. Take a look. Take a listen. See what you think. Tell them Gear and Gig sent you. All right, let's see what's next on the on the list. Oh, let's talk about Balaguer for a second. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Balaguer booth. Oh, boys. Yeah. Um, they had some headless guitars. I, I believe those are new. That's that's yep. kind of a different thing. Um, they um, they don't look like other headless that I've seen. You know, they share similarities, of course, but they have their own look. They kind of remind me of, uh, like, some of the Teufel stuff. Interesting that you say of, that. Kind of... Uh, triangular shaped it is. like a soft triangle it it looked ergonomic as you want a headless guitar to be um but uh but yeah i mean that was something that having talked to to joe and the guys you know previous to them going this year uh i was completely surprised uh and really excited to see that as a as a new kind of offering for them because they've done the classic to modern crossover kind of stuff. And this is just a completely modern looking uh, guitar. That's, uh, that's really cool. That it doesn't kind of, look like the rest of their stuff really. N well, I mean their stuff having that kind of vintagey sound and, and appearance, I think with the, with the headless, I mean that it's hard to make those look classic and not look yeah. like everybody else's. Yeah. There weren't classic headless. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The it's, Steinbergers. Right. Yeah. That's as far back as you go, I guess for headless. That's a whole other podcast. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, it was a nice offering. It, it certainly extended their offering into a different realm, so that was kind of nice. And there are a lot of headless models going on out there. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to see uh, that they're joining that. The um, They got some new effects pedals? Yeah, they're not new, per se. Um, but they have a drive pedal out that I believe is done with the orders for that run. I'll have to check. But uh, the... Cosmovoid. Cosmovoid, right. Is, uh, about. That one's that one's actually been out for a little bit too. Okay. Um so still fairly new though. Still still fairly new. Um they uh, everybody that's got one loves it and doesn't want to part with it. So I am anxiously awaiting the uh, the next run, which is uh, to be announced going uh, going into twenty twenty possibly. And the the US made model, the relic, uh, was that new? Yeah, so uh, Joe had just finished that one before Nam. Uh, that was actually the first one too that he used uh, Porter pickups, and they just started carrying those as an option for uh, pickup selections for their customs. Which I can vouch for; they are spectacular pickups. Yeah, they're great pickups, and and so now they they uh, offer Lambertones, Fishman, uh, and Porter pickups as additional options. And the relic job on that guitar was spectacular. Yeah, that was really really beautiful. It was a it was like a Pelham blue. It was kind of kind of bound like a Les Paul, but it's their uh, thicket model, which is kind of an offset Telecaster, uh, but kind of a Pelham blue with a matching headstock, relict, aged. Seems like they've really come a long way in a short time. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people that that I you know are guitar players that I've listened to or, or know their bands really well and stuff, and it was cool to see them be in the booth in in videos because again I wasn't there. <laughs> Didn't get to see my friends, but it's fine. Um, uh, but it's fine. Uh, they just announced uh, either the first day NAM or the day before uh, that they signed on um, the guitar player for a band called the Acacia Strain uh, that I've been listening to since high school. Oh, wow. Um, they, uh, they brought him on, and he did a, a live performance at NAM in their booth. And that was like how they announced that he was... Uh, on their artist roster was announcing that he was performing in the booth. So that, so that was really cool. That is cool. I, mean, I did not see that. But there's no way to catch every, every show. Yeah. yeah, there's just, it's impossible. All right, let's see. Let me move down to my next thing here. Uh, well, this has nothing to do with guitars, uh, th but, you know, we're not guitar and gigs. We are gear and gigs. So sure. I, I feel free to write, to stretch out a little bit. I saw the. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh. Uh, I saw this thing called a piano arc. Okay. Did I send you a picture of that? The circular? You did. So this is, this is a keyboard that surrounds you. There's no other way to say it, really. It's, it's a circular keyboard that goes, uh, I think it's probably, 
Oh, if I had to guess seven, eight feet across, you know, mm. in diameter, there's a dimension you don't often get to apply to a keyboard. Hey, nice synth, man, but what's your diameter? You yeah. know, what's your girth? Mm. But uh, <laughs> uh, TMI, man, TMI, I was kidding. It, um, I talked to the guy that, that invented this thing and, and did the development work. It's pretty amazing. I mean, he had to, for instance, I asked him about the keys. I said, so is the keyboard circuit bent and are the individual keys tapered? Because they look pretty much like normal keys. Mm -hmm. He said they are just slightly tapered at the tops to make it fit correctly. That's cool. And as I said, what the black ones aren't, right? He goes, no, you don't need to because you, you don't need to because you can make the holes in the white ones fit that. Right, right. But it didn't look like you were yeah. doing that. It, it seemed very natural. Uh, they had two guys in standing inside the circle. There's really room for three people if you wanted to, each taking up about a third of it. You'd be cozy. You know, you'd yeah. be bumping something. But uh, that'd be a great name for the band. Bumping something, three guys inside the circle. That'd be awesome. One section synth bass, one section drum kit, the right. other section the lead instrument. Lead synth. Yeah. Well, you could do more than that, of course, because you can do a lot of controls. There's actually uh, pads on top you can assign as controllers to do certain things. Uh, and then, of course, you could sequence or whatever so yeah you could do a whole act like that so i've decided to give up everything else and you and i are going into the uh, the pnr thing so this will be our last show look for us next on piano arc <laughs> no uh but but piano arc pa uh, piano like piano and then arc arc um dot com take a look at it um and and keep in mind this is a way more impressive concept than it is visually so when you sent me the picture i looked at it and i went oh that's something that you know the wiggles would have had on stage with them because it, it just looks so simple and so like it does look simple it, it's deceptively simple deceptively looking, simple yeah. and kind of absurd to see like three grown men standing inside of a piano circle um so i look at the picture and i go oh okay cool next where's the next guitar but but, but it really is a cool and it's not actually concept. a piano of course it's a controller it's just purely a midi controller that's just thin like a synthesizer but it's essentially a synthesizer that shaped like a Frisbee with a hole in the middle, like a donut right. of keyboards around you. And uh, and that actually comes in sections, so you can buy one of the three sections if you like, or two uh, of the three, cool. that kind of thing. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, um, it's not cheap. I believe it's probably, you know, eight to ten grand. Mm -hmm. But amazing to look at, absolutely amazing to look at. So I, I bring that up for our, our more discerning, you know, people that want to stretch out. Um, let's see, River Song Guitars, I took a look at some of those. Uh, they have some of the prettiest woodwork I've seen. Um, great sounds. They've got a sound hole shooting out the side that really, really works. Right. Uh, very nice instruments. I really liked uh, playing and uh, and talking to those guys. They were nice. Um, right, Sinvertech. Sinvertech's got a new overdrive. I want to call it the N5. Very complex overdrive pedal in that you can change a lot of how the mid-range operates how the top end operates you know what i mean you can individually mm -hmm. control frequencies and drive characteristics and that sort of thing and uh, almost like an amp almost uh, reminded me a little bit like the um origin revival drive i was about to ask if it was like the revival drive smaller footprint seems like a similar ethos i don't know that it is exactly the same sort of we're trying to make an amplifier thing but it it was more like a very sophisticated distortion. I played it. It sounded great. Um, if you're into distortion, uh, I recommend it. Sinvertech, S-I-N-V-E-R-T-E-K. Well worth a look. Um, let's get to our first interview. What do you think? Sure. Um, I talked to these guys over at a company called uh, D-O-B-L-E, and then capital letter A, Doble A, Um it is a company out of, if I'm not mistaken, Italy. I believe they're Italy. Forgive me if I'm wrong. And what they're doing are some pedal boards that are really interesting. What these are is um, sort of like a pedal train in that it's a, a, a sheet metal built, you know, multi-tiered right. sort of a thing if you want that. Um, as big or small as, they, as you like, basically. But they have built-in, for instance, a model that has um, eight built-in switches, another, uh, loops. Mm. Another one has five. Uh, built-in power supplies, built-in all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, little built-in um, steps uh, so you can raise different sections. Uh, 
right. uh, bridges that you can put if you want like a wah pedal to go across two different levels. It can raise the bottom one up to the level to make it flat. Mm -hmm. um, they thought of a lot of nice stuff. It's a nice, the ones I saw were done in like a red powder coat. Um, looked very pro. Yeah. But uh, let's, let's let him tell you a little bit about it. Sure. Um, so here's my interview with the guy from Doble. Hi, my, my name is Walter. Uh, I'm representing uh, AA um, in the United States, based in New York. Well, this is the first time that AA um, is in the United States, for the first time at NAM. Uh, we're a brand based in uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires. Um, this time we are uh, presenting uh, our three lines, including Echo, TAM, Pentaboard, and Octaboard. Awesome. Now the octaboard and the pentaboard are the ones that have the built-in loops. Pentaboard has five loops. Octaboard has eight, correct? Yes. And uh, they also have a built-in power supply. Or yeah, in the back, as well as I'm looking at uh, an effects loop, foot switch inputs and outputs. Um, right. There's one, two, three, four. Looks like eight outputs of nine volt and two of twelve. And then, what is the VGA port again for? It's uh, for MIDI. For MIDI. VGA so we have a, for MIDI. We have a VGA can, for MIDI. And you can bridge this to, to make it uh, 18 volt. Oh, okay. So we can bridge two nines and make it an 18 volt yes. power supply. And uh, right, we've got a bunch of sends and returns and a tuner out as well. Tuner. And oh, is the tuner built in or is it an tuner, output to it? Tuner is. Um, the, the okay, so it's an output to a tuner. It's got to be triggered from the pedal board. And, and then a foot switch we can as switch. assign with a jack. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And the, the octaboard, how many does it have of those features? Uh, it, it has eight memories. Eight, eight of these, and everything else is the same? Everything else is the same. Same number of out, uh, power outputs? Yes. Okay. And a separate power switch, a very nice power switch on the outside, heavy duty rubber feet, a really nice angle. And the whole thing is made out of a beautifully welded metal. Uh, steel. It's it's sheet. Uh, um, it's uh, iron sheet. Iron sheet. It's uh, sheet metal. Zero zero point nine millimeters uh, iron sheet. Okay. All right. And uh, there's cutouts on either side for cords and cables, as well as in the back here. Illuminated power switch. Oh, and an illuminated power switch. It's really a really beautiful board. Now let's talk about the other one, the one that doesn't have quite as much. Now that one, price-wise, you said is in the nine hundred dollar range for the octaboard. Is that correct? Octaboard is uh, in nine seventy and the pentaboard is around 870 retail price okay retail price and then let's talk about this other one over here that we've got the the small one this is the tam this is the tam land which which come with um built-in in out send and return in in the bigger models okay at the tam 60 and the tam 80. the tam 40 comes with in and out built-in power um room for power supply you, you can connect everything inside the pedal board, do all the connections of the rig, and you're just gonna have one cable going to the electricity, making the pedal board very easy to in and out to the on the stage. Right, so this thing's basically got your, your mini patch bay on the back with your power and your in and out. Uh, it's got uh, one, two, three, four, five, Cross beams as well as a what is this exactly this like is, a little boost is, pad? This is a leveler because the, one of the features of, of the pedal board is it has levels. Oh yeah, I see that now. And the, the this riser is if if you wanna put something any, that goes across like a wall pedal any, or something like that. Any wall pedal or uh, effect controllers. Does this come with it or is that separate? Come comes with it uh, as well than, than uh, as the. Um, Oh, the carrying the bag. Case, yes. Right, everything has a carrying bag. Everything comes mm -hmm. with a really nice carrying bag. It's a beautiful design. It's uh, it's very unique, and I do like the levels. Even on the smaller board, the levels come really in handy. Um, be sure to check out Double A. Uh, what's your website? Doubleapedalboards.com. Uh, so that's D-O-B-L-E-A pedalboards.com. All right, thanks so much, Walter. Thank really appreciate it. Thank you so much it. for stopping by, guys. So I think those guys are, uh, are worthwhile to check out if you like... Um, uh, or are looking for a nice pedal board, especially if you've got something you want to, you know, deal with less chords, you know, coming up to your board. It's kind of a nice little setup, and they're nice looking. So, uh, so I had a, a chance to um, talk to uh, a guy over at the Ray Ross booth, okay. and uh, they're doing a saddleless bridge for basses. In other words, there's there's no break at the end. There's no saddle that it goes over. I'm, I'm going to hand him a picture now so you can see what I'm talking about. The ball end goes into like a, a slot. Turn it over. It's easier to see. It goes into like a round donut mm. of metal, 
and gets held there, and that's it. And that's the end of the string, and there's there's no kink at the end. It gets rid of the kink. Hmm. It sounded very uh, very pure. It got uh, more sustained. It sounded like it got a little bit more fundamental out of it. Um, he had them on a really inexpensive bass, like a $100, $110 bass, uh, and it sounded great. It really did. It was impressive. And they're cool. nice looking. They're well machined. They're they're really sweet, uh, heavy duty, and very pretty. They they look modern. They take up a smaller footprint than a regular bass uh, bridge, and uh, you know I haven't seen something new in bass bridges mm -hmm. in a long time. So it's kind of nice cool. to see somebody uh, completely unique design. Yeah, as far as I know. And so you you know you got to think it's only a matter of time till he tries it on guitar and sees how you know how that works. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, as a guy who's machine parts himself for motorcycles and stuff, I can tell you he did a good job. It, it looked how, really nice. How did it, because uh, I know the brake angle affects, like, the, the tension, how did it kind of regulate that? Was it completely going to have to be by string gauge? Well, it would depend a lot on how much you have behind the nut, right? Right. You know, how much string you have behind the nut is tremendously important. Sure. It's, it's almost like, basically, you know what it's like? It's kind of like the end of a Steinberger bass, right? The, the neck end. Yeah, you know where it just ends. Yeah, but even they, I think, went over a zero fret, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. this is like eliminating the. This is really a zero fret. This yeah. is a zero bridge. Oh, well, they should have called it a zero bridge. Where they should have called me for the marketing. I was it's right it's such a a unique design for this though. I don't. If they had called it something other than exactly what it is, I'm not sure that anybody would have known. What is it called again? Saddleless bridge. Right, saddleless bridge. Well, there you go. Saddleless Bridge, check it out. The Ray Ross Saddleless Bridge. I've seen it. I've played it. It's pretty impressive. And um, it's kind of cool looking. It really is kind of cool looking. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's, uh, let's uh, uh, just a quick shout out to uh, Andy Guitar Geek. Andy uh, at, at Tomon. Um, I met him at the show. I've seen him on YouTube many times. Met him at the show. And, uh, you know, he seems like a sweetheart on YouTube. And then you meet him and you think, well, this is going to be a disappointment. But in no way was he a disappointment. He was just uh, one of the most genuine and nice people I've met in a long time. And uh, so a friendly and, and happy shout out to you. Um, I want to talk about something called the sub fretboard that I saw. Um, once again, I'm going to hand Trey something here to show him a picture. It's hard to describe, but it's 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 basically, if you can imagine a, a piece of metal that went underneath your fretboard and then frets popped out of it like little walls of metal, so to speak. So in, in effect, the fretboard itself is not a continuous piece of wood, but rather rectangular chunks of wood that are embedded on top of this ladder-like structure. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's aluminum. I forget what they actually made. I made it, it might be aluminum, perhaps. I think it might be aluminum, actually, now that I've said that. Um, but uh, it's supposed to do a lot of things. And before he told me what it's supposed to do, he said, try it out. And so I tried it and went, well, the guitar sounds nice. It sounds great. And I. it feels like it's got a lot of sustain. And he goes, well, here, try this guitar. And it was the exact same guitar, same pickup, same wood, same everything. Mm -hmm other than the construction, which was traditional in its frets. And so I played that one, which sounded great. It sounded like a great guitar, but immediately there was something missing. There was something in that sub-fretboard that was giving it more note fundamental and more um, more low-frequency mids, kind of like uh, 250, 400 in there, um, in a pleasant way. Uh, it, it was definitely something. I mean, it changed kind of the envelope of the note, made it have more oomph behind it. Yeah. Are you familiar at all with anything like this? Yeah, I mean, I had heard of, about this one from a couple people. They they brought it up. And I mean, it it makes sense. It does kind of make sense, doesn't it? Cuz cuz then it's it's really the metal that has more to do with the tone than the wood. The wood's almost there for like a comfort. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so, like a bass ramp. Yeah, like uh cuz I mean, we were talking about the the non-wood guitars. This fits into metal's a great conductor. That's true. The all-aluminum guitars are fantastic. That's I mean, true. you you played one at the the Balaguer booth, one that Joe had built in That's the true. USA, and didn't even know that it was aluminum. Yeah, it was very lightweight too, yeah. uh, which was unexpected. Uh, which is really cool. So yeah, it it makes perfect sense. You definitely are going to get more 
I think with guitars that are made out of metal specifically, you get more complexity and artifact in the mm. in the tone. It just it feels like there's maybe an overtone series or something that you're hearing that just feels like there's additional kind of interesting salt and pepper on the on the sound. A Nam show is no place to hear no. all the subtle art effects of anything, no. unfortunately. But yeah, you could be right. Uh, it it definitely even in that horrible to listen in environment it was noticeably more and um and pleasant it was a good good more it wasn't like oh crap there's more of that no it was nice more so mm-hmm. worth looking into um sub fretboard uh, subfretboard.com sub fretboard.com take a look everybody tell me what you think send me a message um, checked out some carbon fiber guitars, which, you know, the show was lousy with them. They were everywhere. Everybody's popping up with carbon fiber guitars. Yeah. I'm not one to scoff at that, as we know. Nope. Um, checked out the um, Tucci. Okay. You know the Tucci's? Uh, I've heard the name, but I haven't hadn't seen them. Checked out the Tucci's. Uh, very impressive. Uh, very well done. Really some nice blends between finished and carbon fiber that's mm-hmm. bare or you know not bare but right, know, right but where you can see it uh the weave uh, different weaves and that kind of stuff um definitely worth looking at that would be uh, at tucci instruments.com t-u-c-c-i tucci instruments.com check them out speaking of carbon fiber um let's go to a ne- another interview um spoke to julio martins at ava instruments uh, from uh, I believe Portugal isn't that Portugal? I think so. it is. Yeah, and uh, what a sweetheart he was! Really nice guy. Good. And uh, talked to him about the new Ava One, which is solidish. <laughs> it's a solid. Uh, the the Ava One that we've talked about here previously is hollow uh, as a bear cave. Uh, this one has apparently got a foam, not unlike <clears throat> you know who our good friends at Aristides. So let's let uh, Julio tell you a little bit about that. Gear and gigs at NAM 2020. It's Jet, and I am here at the Ava booth in the uh, boutique guitar section of the show, and I'm talking to Julio about the, uh, the Ava One. Tell us a little bit about the new finish you just showed me. Yeah, um, we, we try to uh, understand how fast can a guitar be and uh, even also to have uh, uh, different kind of finishes. Sometimes, uh, many times, the, the guitar is uh, fully polished and uh, with, with, uh, with very shiny uh, finishes. Um, and we found out why not to try and to understand the, a different experience of playing. The sound is the same, uh, the, the behavior is the same, but we, we can achieve a different um, grip of the of the musical instrument, and it's very funny for us to, to to explore these kind of things. Now, having just played this guitar, I can tell you, uh, in comparison to the what I'm going to call the original uh, Ava one, uh, it's it's a I guess it's a satinish sort of finish, but it feels smoother than a regular satin and other satin finishes I've seen. It doesn't seem to have any stick to it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had to try it. Uh, our 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 brand our company works also the design the engineering of the product is not uh, a manufacturer uh, the, the main goal of our company is to design and engineer so the try and error is a regular process for us so we understand different varnishes different materials uh, within the composite materials different configurations so for us it's a, a day-by-day job um, tests and understand why it should be or why should not be something uh, something uh, in the product. Right. So, um, yeah, that's why we tried different um, finishes, different grades, and we found out this one that we believe that is the perfect one. Do you have a name for this finish? Uh, not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Yeah, so anybody uh, out there in the universe is looking the, for a name. For us, for no, no. For us, this is the set because this set, is the that's, one that's, that fits. It's Ava set. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it is unique. It, it has a nice glow about it too. It's, uh-huh. it's got a really nice diffusion to it, um, and it doesn't look dull. It just seems kind of friendly. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Can you tell me a little bit about the pickups here in this Ava one? We're looking yeah. at some mesh pickups here. Yeah. We, we, the, the original ones from Ava are the Seth lovers that that you have. Uh, now we are we are working also with Mojo Tone, uh, 
Uh, these are the gold foil uh, pickups. We also have the, the Charlie Christian uh, pickups oh, okay. uh, to 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 offer some smoother behavior to the to the to the guitar because with this set lovers you have a lot of punch, a good a good uh, response, right. um, and some some uh, guitar players asked us for something smoother, a softer, uh, soft, yeah. yeah. And uh, we we work a lot with with uh, the players, with the guitar players. So their suggestions for us are very important, nice. and we try to put on on our guitars because uh, yeah. They are the ones who play, they are the ones who want to feel the guitar in some way. So, And your philosophy yeah. is clearly that you're a research and development company that makes guitars when you come up with a breakthrough. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. Now, I, one final question, if you don't yeah. mind. No, so, I, I've just been wondering, there's, there's the, uh, they all have this plate here yeah. where it sticks out just a little bit and it covers the jack. Is that, yeah. is that for aesthetics from the front so you don't see the jack sticking out? Yeah, it, it is like uh, an information to understand where the jack is, oh, it's a visual uh, information. Okay. Because many times you you, you see the, the guitar players looking where it is the, right, so the jack. They can just feel where that is, and that's you don't right. have, you don't need to, to feel. You look it and you know it's over there. Nice. I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> of course, I'm yes. usually in the studio. Probably, I'm afraid. Yeah, but maybe I'm afraid some guys should think that it may be dangerous or no, it's not dangerous and it is. Uh, a visual touch uh, to uh, to understand. It's uh, well, I like it as an artist. I, it's information. I like how you stretch past the boundaries, uh -huh. and that's that's a nice th third dimension. That's yeah, very yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, and you got the hollow one too. Yeah. Here you can look the the carbon fiber inside. Um, Beautiful. And and in this one, we tried another new thing because these are hollow, mm -hmm. and this is a semi. Uh, it's filled with a foam. To have a, a different behavior, it's not a uh, solid, solid body, right? But it's a kind of solid body with a different uh, behavior. So, how would you say that the tone varies between the, like this and this? If the electronics um, were the same between the original one and, and, and that one, a, a little bit more treble in the in the in the sound. Okay, in uh, the solid. Heavier, heavier guitar. Yeah, feel. Have a different. Yeah, obviously. Oh, it's still only about what the six pounds. Feels, yeah, yeah, six pounds feels like. Still very light, but a little heavier. Yeah, and um, a little thinner. Is a little thinner. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Oh, okay. It's the same body, also with the set the same finish. finish yeah. um, and here you can see the fibers, and the, the, the some fibers are in a unidirectional. It, lo shape. it looks it looks like wood. Yeah, it really yeah, does. It's a, there is an organic uh, shape because these are the fibers and the position of the fibers we, when we. When you talk about carbon fiber, you see this square the weave. Uh, yeah, the weave. But uh, there is no only weave in carbon fiber. We can sure. have the fibers just like in wood. Right. And that's why we have the a different material, but the same behavior as wood, because the fibers are in the correct position, like to, wood, where they're all launched to mimetize the same behavior. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what's the price point on that compared to the original? Uh, around the same price. Around yes. the same price. Yeah, around the same price. And those are available now, or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. In order. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Julie, for spending the time with us to My talk friend, about this. Thank you. And uh, for those of you who haven't checked out Ava Guitars, do so. They are cutting edge and super organic sounding and and beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. Thanks thank so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. He was a really nice guy. He really spent the time, as you can tell, to really explain. They had so many new things. I mean, I forgot yeah. all about the mesh pickups. Uh, and he's just, a, it's nonchalant. He's like, oh, well, I mean, yeah, we also did this that's really cool and different. But, I mean, you know, that's just what we do. He stressed. we're cool. He stressed to me more after um, off mic uh, that they're really into the R&D big time. That's yeah. really like a huge focus. And it's almost like they make instruments as an as an aside to their R&D and how to make instruments. Right, right. <laughs> well, it's it's like the uh, the concept car team it is yeah we're given their own company and they just go oh yeah it is yeah here are all of the things that we can do very much so i hadn't really thought about it that way i, sh I wish i had at the time because that would have been a great way to describe it to him i think he would have liked that mm -hmm. he was uh, he was very nice um we probably should get close to wrapping it up here because i know it's getting to, to be a little long here um so i'll just uh, throw out two quick shout outs here uh one out to the gravity picks uh people uh, if you guys haven't checked out gravity picks Please do uh, uh, gravitypicks.com. They are really something. I'll tell you, uh, I got turned on to them by Danish Pete over at Anderton's.com. And 
they've changed the way I play, uh, literally, and in the fact that I really don't like to play without them. Uh, I went through, I got their sample pack and picked out the one that I eventually liked, uh, which was a 1.5 millimeter strike striker, by the way. But uh, man, they've got some new ones out, some holes and, and some grips, and they're hand polished and they are just really spectacular. So if you're looking for a new pick, that's another good one to choose. Um, there's a company called Twin Pick that uh, had a twin pick that I, I had that uh, I tried at the show that was very cool. It's like two picks kind of put together. So you get almost a 12 string sound as you play. They have different gauges. Mm -hmm. I tried it on an acoustic with a kind of a lighter gauge. Um, I brought one back. I'll show it to you later. But it it really kind of does give you a different thing. You can't. It's hard to play solos on. It really right. is. You know, they make a, a thicker one where the points are a little closer together on the two picks. Because mm -hmm. we're talking, man, maybe a millimeter part, a little bit less. But on the strumming of an acoustic or on chords, it was it was very cool. Not quite doubling, but kind of doubling. Right. You know, it was not quite a slapback, but kind of a slapback. Slap doubling, <laughs> I call it. Yeah, double slap. It was a double slap. I don't know. It sounded good. So that was a, a twin pick. Um, Porter pickups, we should throw a shout out to Porter pickups because, you know, I'm a huge user and you are, uh, you have a relationship with them of some sort, don't you? Uh, yeah, it, it simply comes down to the fact that Brian is a living, breathing angel and it's just super nice to anybody that wants to reach out to him and talk about pickups. Shameless plug alert. No, it's it's not a shameless plug. I uh, Shameful? Shame, I'm full of shame that I hadn't <laughs> found these sooner. Well, and, and how did you find them? Uh, you know, somebody that I knew that I, you know... Hang That's out with fine. from time to time. That's fine. That's fine. Just saying, Brian, <clears throat> who's your boy? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, no, you showed me. Uh, I think the first one that I played him in was the uh, the Paler uh, Imperial. Was it the was the Imperial first, and then we played the other one? I believe that's correct. P ninety. Uh, so they're what are they called? Uh, let me get the right name for these. The uh, classic Alnico 5 uh, P90. Um, and then we'll bring this guitar up from time to time <laughs> because it's just kind of the, the bad penny you can't lose. It's but, the bane of his existence. But you also don't want to because it sounds so good. But there is a... Uh, it's the ultimate love-hate relationship, really. Yeah, it is. This thing is so ugly. Oh, all respects to Mr. Paler. By it's, the way, and he knew what he was doing. No, yes. this is this intentional. This was by design. Intentionally it, ugly. We, we were talking about it earlier today, and I went, "Man, is it made of driftwood? It, <laughs> it just doesn't look like it was taken care of. It looks like somebody built a guitar hastily in the dark. Yeah, it, it wasn't. <laughs> I guarantee it wasn't hastily. This kind of chaos had to have been right d designed, but but it looks like somebody just threw a guitar together, like an art piece. From parts in a bin. Really cool, but then it looks like they just like left it on a dock. Yeah. For like for people to use. Three like anybody. Years. And and it's just got all this rust in all the right places and it looks legitimately one of the few legitimate age jobs I've ever seen. But um if you didn't know you wouldn't you'd never yeah, know. Yeah I would and I would never pick up this guitar. Never in a million years. <laughs> and and Jet has this um uncanny ability to convince me to play instruments that I really don't want to play. Uh, and we were working on a track um, a while ago, and he goes, you know, let's let's just try this. Just just trust me. Just trust and every time I hear that, just trust me, I'm like, well, here we go. Here's another guitar that I'm going to hate the way it looks, and it's probably going to sound great. Now, to my credit, sometimes he's wrong, but most of the time, it's it's that's not the case. He didn't like. He didn't want to try the Paler. Yeah, I, I did not. I did not want to try either of them, mostly because their necks were baseball bat sized. Ooh, that one it really is a baseball but, bat. But, they even uh, call it that in the description on the on the like the sheet that comes with it. I think they call it the neck size is baseball. Shame on him. <laughs> anyway, we'll come back to that. That's another conversation. That's, that's called the Beast. So we call the the Imperial. We really call it the Beast because it looks like it's lost a battle with a really like a. Well, like a Yeti. Yeah. And then the uh, the other one, though, the, the one he, he's waxing philosophically about is the pirate, is what we call it. It's a less, it's a hollow Les Paul. Yeah. With what looks like a Tysco Del Rey whammy. Right. And and the neck is, I mean, the fretboard sticks out the side of the neck. Yeah. At the join. It's 
it's it's like I said, it's like somebody put together a guitar hastily, almost like a visual representation of the way you would draw carelessly a guitar. And what the which porters are in there? That's the ones that are uh, you know. He's got the catalogs. We're looking it, for their their official names. So, so throw the wrong name out there. We're not sure yet. Oh, what? Really? We're not sure. Oh. So I have since uh, taken a picture of all of the appropriate information from the pickup and sent it to Brian to identify for us. I see. Uh, Brian Porter, by the way, I realized I didn't. We've, yeah, I mean, I figured, figured at this yeah. point, I just kind of keep bringing him up. But um, yeah, I. Uh, Wow. I okay. Well, so I, so I fell in love with with that pickup, and that ended up being part of the a big part of the sound that we had on on uh, the, both the, both guitars actually. Yeah. 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 The sound uh, that you both, liked was both the combination the, uh, of those two things. Had the porters, uh, the the P90s, and what what we thought at the time were like a Portertron. Um, they don't quite sound Filtertron-y. Well, we will find out. Let you. We're going to find out. But I'll and, tell you, they're really special. I, I actually did a shootout today with um, ten guitars. And there wasn't one of them was under three grand. I don't think. I mean, mm -hmm. they were really high end guitar. And uh, the, <laughs> I hate to say it, but that that Paler, what we call the pirate, the the hollow Les Paul thing that we're talking about, won. I mean, it really, and it wasn't even much of a contest. Everything you, every, you're playing a guitar, it sounds great. You're playing it through like a Boogie Fillmore or a Marshall Silver Jubilee or a Top Hat. What is it, Crown Royal, Royal Deluxe, whatever it is, and. Uh, Man, oh man, everything sounds great, and then you plug in the pirate, and you're like, oh. because <laughs> it's which, ugly. It's it's not like a regular relic. It's which and and, and it's so this ugly. I, it really we is we dug ugly. into because we wanted to know what it was so we could find the specs, and it's not anywhere on the the Paler uh, website. No, because he made it for a friend, and yeah, it was, it was just like it was a one-off prototype kind of thing that he made, and. Before he even had like a CNC machine or anything. Yeah, so it he was hand making the guitar, yeah. uh, which they're out of Louisiana, I think. The tuning machines are on at not only crooked but upside down. Yeah, it just none about nothing about this guitar the, makes sense. The, and it's the, the best pickup sounding. switch is reversed; it's backwards. Yeah, and it's, keep keep in mind too. Uh, the whammy arm is is purposely loose, and right. you can't tighten it because it was rusted that way. Yeah. There are false holes where a mystery stop tailpiece never was, but was made to look like there used to be. Mm -hmm. It's which which and keep in mind, I don't want to sell this as the end all be all instrument. It's not super great to play. Oh, I don't know. I think it's all right. I, it's I pretty lightweight. I think it's, it's okay. Um, but but it's uh, the whammy arm is it, really loose and floppy. <laughs> it felt like something that that was kind of worth the. Uh, the labor of love to well, get the it, sound. It feels like it's about to fall apart in your hands. Right. And it goes out of tune pretty easy. Yeah. It really does. And it feels like it's about to fall apart. It doesn't, but it. you keep looking around at the, on the floor to see you're if it's You're worried that you're, you're hitting too hard and chunks are going to fly off. Or the it's just all going to fall apart. All the pizzas are just going to Like the glue undone. is just going to give because it's been around the sea well, too long <laughs> on the on the pirate ship. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy guitar, but uh, hey, you know. Uh, listen for an uh, upcoming release that we'll tell you about sometime real soon, and you'll be able to hear that instrument. In fact, both of those instruments. Yes. So Porter Pickups, love them, fell in love with them, reached out to Brian, uh, basically told him that I, I missed my old Fender Lee Ronaldo Jazzmaster with the right, wide range humbuckers and uh, was talking to him about getting a set of, of his wide range or doing a Porter Tron since I did love the, the sound of the... Uh, the two here so much and so i just was like you know what you tell me what you think i need based on this here's the sound that i'm going for here's the kind of guitar i'm going to be putting them into which is uh which at this point i'm not 100 percent sure Ooh. i might be acquiring a new instrument specifically for these pickups which new is something i've never done before but We'll see. You mean actually just getting the instrument for the pickups? Yeah, I'm, I'm super, super excited. And uh, I'm going to be doing some kind of um, probably a live reaction or something on Instagram when I get those put in something to uh, to play because I just I was tremendously impressed with not only what I've used of his other catalog, but just the fact that that I was able to say, hey, this is what I want. He goes, oh, yeah, without a doubt, this is it. This is what you so need. So it's what? What are you getting? So the uh, the wide range humbuckers. 
mid range humbucker. Um, not so you, the, were, so you were right. That's what that is what you wanted. Yes, that is what I wanted. Um, and not the not the full size version. He makes a full sized wide range traditional, where it's the big cover um, and four screw holes for the uh, for the old fenders. Uh, but he also does them in a standard humbucker size with the offset pull pieces um, and same kind of wiring. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Did I make a suggestion? You may. I guess it depends on how expensive you want to go. But if you want, look, if you're looking for something kind of under under grand or yeah, or probably. Ish, how about a Starcaster? I was thinking, of, well, the Starcasters have spaces for the full wide range hummers. Well, it's not too late. You haven't gotten them yet. I have gotten them. It's too late. You've gotten them. Yeah, it's too late. I've gotten them. Never mind then. So I well, been, then get the Fano GF6. Yeah, you do that, but that is not under a grand. No, but I can recommend them. They're spectacular. I. Uh, no, I, I like the Fanos a lot. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I've got a GF6. Why don't you go ahead and give me those pickups, and I'll just put them in that, and then we'll know what that would have sounded like for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. It seems like it's an okay idea. <laughs> I think there's I think there's Lawlers in there, actually. So. Yeah, well, which and those are... Yeah, they sound gosh, I wouldn't good. change it. Actually, I wouldn't change it. Those are on my... That's guitars on my albums. So yeah. I wouldn't change it. But, uh, but yeah, really great. Really excited to, uh, to do those and kind of give my feedback on those. But so that was the uh, the Porter booth and the Balaguer booth were the two that I was the most upset that I missed. Right. Uh, just because they're the two companies. Well, Lita Ford was there, so you missed that. Well, she's looking all right. Well, I didn't get a chance to talk to her, so all I can tell you is how she looked. But she looked all right. Yeah, healthy. I, yeah, I've, I I thriving. Uh, last time I saw her, we were both really drunk and having a great time. I was I was a rep and and she was the artist doing the 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 meet and greet and uh we went out with everybody from the music store mm-hmm. up in uh where was that uh South Bend South Bend yeah, yeah up there and uh yeah we went out and <laughs> well that's another story for another time but it was uh it was a good time so Lita if you're listening I remember you that was a good time um we're going to we're going to stop it there and and uh let Trey put his pants back on, and we'll we'll hit him up next time for another uh, NAM debriefing because there's a lot more to go over, a lot more interviews, uh, including uh, interviews with Fred Gretsch, uh, Christoph Kemper, and uh, Pascal from Aristides, as promised. So everybody tune back into the next episode of Gear and Gigs. And until then, I'm Jet Stone. And I'm Trey. You guys take care now.